promise you will leave here feeling honored. And if you're with your family and they're sitting next to you, they're going to be sitting next to you with such pride. And if you're neither of those, you're going to wish you were. Hello and welcome to this month's edition of the FBI National Academy Associates Leadership APB podcast series. My name is Laura Masterton and I'm the Manager of Training and Communications for the Association. It's my pleasure to have joining me today, Marsha Veranto, Chief Executive Officer of the National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial Fund. Marsha, thank you for joining me today. Well, thank you for having me. Would you like to share a little bit about yourself, as well as the National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial Fund? Sure. So I joined the National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial Fund almost three years ago, and I was hired because of my reputation of being a transformable leader who is focused on improving the nonprofit business model. And the reason that nonprofits hire folks like me is because we want organizations to thrive financially, and we also want to position them to last in perpetuity. And that's especially important for the Memorial Fund and the museum. So I was brought on to focus uh, on financial stability, brand recognition, building relationships. And uh, I can tell you, Laura, that it is without a doubt, the most significant role I have played as a CEO. It is an amazing organization, and I'm sure it's been a highlight of your career. And you must be excited because this year, after canceled and being delayed, National Police Week will be celebrated in person. What types of activities will take place, and will there be anything special this year? Yes, so it is a big week for us. Of course, the Candlelight Vigil is uh, our platform of for Police Week. It is the most important thing that we're doing, and that's a very solemn event. But around that solemn event are some pretty incredible, uh, I'm going to say emotional events, events of honor, events of happiness, events of bringing law enforcement together here in Washington and recognizing these incredible men and women. And so many people use our memorial to have uh, services. Uh, For example, we're having the National Canine Memorial Service on Monday the 11th uh, from noon until two. And there's other organizations using uh, the memorial also. Another significant one is the National Law Enforcement Emerald Society's Parade and Ceremony, which is held on the 14th uh, that evening from 6.30 to 8.00. Those are outside organizations using the memorial, but what we are very excited about here at the National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial and Museum is that for the first time this year, uh, we're going to be really taking advantage of the fact that we have a museum. And space is so limited in Washington during the police week, and yet we have the best platform to uh, bring people together. And that's what we plan on doing this year. The first thing that we will be hosting uh, this week that is new is a national uh, tribute to the fallen. And we're going to be doing that. Actually, we're closing down 4th Street in front of the museum, between the museum and the memorial. And we are going to be uh, having a musical tribute to the fallen. 
that's going to be a pretty cool thing on Thursday the 12th from five until six. And the other thing that we're doing is, uh, you know, for years we have had hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of honor guard participating in this week in different capacities. Well, this year we're going to close down the museum on Thursday night on May 12th from six until nine, and we're going to be honoring them for their work, for being here for us this week, for standing uh, with the survivors, for just being such great supporters of Police Week. We're going to uh, have this appreciation reception. Um, people have to register. Uh, we have a capacity level of 400 inside the museum. So uh, space is limited there. And right now we have a waiting list. But that's another exciting thing that we have going on that week that we have not done in prior years. As we go forward into 2023, 2024, you're going to see the National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial and Museum continue to put together uh, events that are going to bring together law enforcement. And uh, we're really excited about that. And we're going to be using our museum wisely to make sure that we serve everyone. I know back in October of 2018, the National Law Enforcement Museum opened. How do you feel that it has made an impact on the relationship between law enforcement and communities? Sure. So it did open in October of 18. It closed in March of 2020. Interestingly, I came along about six months before it actually closed. One of the things that I experienced uh, during that time were conversations with law enforcement who actually criticized the museum. And I uh, walked through the museum with many different uh, law enforcement professionals, and I looked at the museum through the, their eyes and listened to uh, the sounds coming out of the museum through their ears. And it really did impact me on what they were seeing and what possibly communities would see. And working with law enforcement, what I realized is that we didn't hit a balance. And I'll give you an example. One law enforcement officer that I spoke with stood in front of an exhibit that was criticizing law enforcement for corruption and brutality. And his comment to me was, you only have so many square footage in this museum. Why would you spend any time focusing on brutality? on corruption. And he wasn't saying that it doesn't exist. Of course, no one can say it doesn't exist. However, at the National Law Enforcement Officers Museum, why would we be focusing there? And I thought it was a really good question. So working with members of our board, working for, with members of law enforcement and community, we came together and we decided that our core value, our number one core value on this campus between the memorial and museum is honor. So when you step on our campus, if you think you're going to find something other than honor, you're in the wrong place. So our team during COVID got together. We took a really close look at the museum and our messaging, and we removed anything that did not point to honor. And that doesn't mean that there is not, you know, areas in which law enforcement can improve. It just means that our purpose of being here is to honor law enforcement. One of the big things that we're doing, and this will happen over police week, 
is we are changing out the film that is being shown in our Verizon theater. Uh, the film was a great film. It showed how uh, law enforcement was connecting with communities. We'll continue to use it, but we've done a new film and it will premiere uh, Police Week. And that film was built with this in mind, that if you are law enforcement and you walk into our museum and this is the first experience that you have is to sit and watch this film, I promise you will leave here feeling honored. And if you're with your family and they're sitting next to you, they're going to be sitting next to you with such pride. And if you're neither of those, you're gonna wish you were. So we sort of refocused the experience so that both our communities and our law enforcement know that we are here to honor these brave men and women who work tirelessly every day to keep our communities safe. Speaking of honoring law enforcement, the National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial itself is a beautiful tribute to fallen officers with the engraved names on the wall and grouping of lions at each entrance of the Pathways of Remembrance. How does the memorial serve us today versus 30 years ago? Well, one thing I can tell you is that Unfortunately, this past year, 2021, we had to invest an additional $2 million to expand the wall because we're running out of space. That's a sad story. Uh, that expansion has been complete. And right now, as we speak, the names are being engraved on the wall. The 601 names from 2021 are being engraved on the wall so that they are ready for when the survivors arrive uh, during police week. The thing that I like to talk most about when I talk about the wall, which when I'm sitting at my desk, I have a big picture in front of me. What is it? It's the wall and the lion. And I look at it every day. And I think the interesting thing about the wall is that if you haven't done this before, if you haven't come to Washington, if you haven't walked through the memorial, I encourage your listeners to do so because the energy that comes off that wall the love, the heroism, the sadness, um, the emotions that uh, exude in that space is something that you will never experience anywhere else but right here in Washington, standing next to that wall. And so I encourage people to do that. The, the one thing I do want to talk about is that how the names get on the wall. Um, what we consider when we engrave these names on the wall is that we are the leading authority on line of duty deaths. So only the National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial Fund has the stringent review process for every case that it receives, that we take these cases through review, medical review, expert witness review, review from the departments, and then the final review is a review of their peers. So uh, our names committee is made up of law enforcement. And through that stringent review process is how a case is approved as an official line of duty death. There's many organizations out there that report out on recently fallen, and they're very important. Uh, they let us know immediately when a law enforcement officer has, uh, has died. And all deaths, of course, are significant. The difference between us and them is that ours are official line of duty deaths. So when you read these names on the wall, 
you know very clearly that this man or this woman gave their life in sacrifice to keep us safe and that the National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial Fund will never let their sacrifice ever be forgotten. Our office is truly thankful for the research that you all do in regards to line of duty deaths for we work very closely with Verizon and their Fallen Officer Fund. And with your research, we're able to reach out to those families that have lost a loved one. Marsha, is there anything else you'd like to share with us today? Um, I'd like to share that we have an app this year that people can download. The app is National Police Week 2022. Uh, so our app, which is a joint app between FOP, COPS, and NLEOMF. If you download that app, you will have all the information you need to know for National Police Week. What is happening, where it's happening, when it's happening. So I encourage all your listeners to, to download the 2022 app. Thank you so much for your time and sharing information regarding National Police Week and the National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial Fund. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Well, thank you for having me. For more information on National Police Week or the National Officers Memorial Fund, please go to www.nleomf.org. This concludes this episode of Leadership APB. Please join us again next month for another edition of our podcast series. Until then, please stay safe and be well.